Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is your Bruins postgame recap brought to you by the Fans for a Sports Network and the Big Bad Bees Podcast Network. I'm Jake Reiser, and it's Tuesday, March 21st. The red-hot Ottawa Senators rolling into town to face these Boston Bruins who are on a three-game win streak coming into tonight. Ottawa has stymied Boston just about all season, leading the season series 2-1. to one. Boston only recently got a 3-1 to one victory at home against them a couple of weeks ago. But Ottawa who were kind of in the dregs of the Eastern Conference last time we saw them, and this was pre-trade deadline, got Jacob Chikrin, kind of reinvigorated the energy in that locker room, and they're very close to a playoff spot. Not necessarily sure they'll make it, but they put themselves back in the hunt on, with this one. Boston coming in, as I said, on a three-game win streak, looking forward to continuing that momentum that they finally found at the tail end of that road trip. Boy. Did Boston put up a good performance tonight? Not a high-scoring affair, but it didn't have to be. 2-1 to one victory for these Bruins. All the goals scored in the first period. If I had to pick three stars of this game, third star would be Dmitry Orlov. Guy just put on an absolute penalty-killing clinic in that last couple of minutes. Guy's been standing tall on that blue line. Just a fantastic outing by him overall. Second star would be Jake DeBrusque. Man, was he flying all over the ice tonight. Could have had even more goals than his one tonight. And even still, his one goal was an absolute beauty. Give a heck of a lot of credit to Brad Marchand for that silky pass. And Jake DeBrusque with a head of steam coming in, putting that forehand backhand on Mad Sogard. I just think it's so funny. The broadcaster's curse kind of almost comes in. Um, on the Nesson broadcast, Jack, you know, they talk about the goaltending matchup. Tells us Mad Sogard is like 0-4-1 in his last five with a goals against average of almost four and a half. And he stood tall against some great chances for the Bruins on the power play, on the penalty kill, on five on five. Legit, any way you could have it, the Bruins put up a really good offensive performance and just got stood up by a really good goaltender. On the other end of it, Linus Olmark is my number one star of this game. Not as many shots as the Calgary game, but certainly some grade A quality chances. I think we can say his little slump is over. I believe I said after the game against Minnesota that there was a great rebound game for him, something he really needed. This was the great test to show people, hey, you had no need to worry about me. I'm all fine. I'm right here. Look at me making 40 saves against a really like detrimentally hot Ottawa Senators team, a team that's just going to throw anything and everything they can on me, and I'm going to stop as much as I can. The only goal that was given up to Dylan Gambrell, frankly, was a bit of an odd one, too. He got that wraparound really quickly, kind of out of nowhere, so I almost don't blame him. But 
He stood tall to so many things. I'm not a goaltending expert. I've never played goalie. I've never played goalie. I haven't played professional hockey, but from just as much as I can tell you empirically from watching so much hockey and watching so much goaltending is I don't know if something different was up with his upper body fundamentally tonight, but it was so important for him to use his shoulders, make shrugging shoulder saves, not necessarily just making a blocker save or making um, a glove save, but using his shoulders, using his chest, getting square to the puck, and when he can't get square to the puck, to kind of throw that upper body in a certain direction. I believe that actually ended up being the save on the, of the game on Ness and a, on a Bruins' penalty kill. He made a beautiful right shoulder save in tight. There's something about just the fundamentals about goaltending that I don't know if people don't necessarily appreciate or that just get overlooked, but it is so hard technically to be a goaltender. It has to be. It can't just be look at puck, see puck, save puck. I don't want to say who, but... I've been around other people in the hockey community who just say, I just expect my goaltender to make saves and that's it. There's so much of a technicality to making saves, to tracking the puck the right way. It's so technical You're with your feet, with your legs, with your glove in, with your blocker, with everything. And not to say that Linus Lomberg makes it look easy. The effort he puts in is tremendous. But the results he gets from the work he puts in that's tremendous for these Boston Bruins. That's so important. Between him and Swayman, both guys on absolute heaters right now. You're really not scoring much against these Boston Bruins. Between those guys, the blue line, the way they're performing, we heard today that Derek Forbert is going to be out for the rest of the regular season, but no surgery is needed. We keep our fingers crossed that he's back for the playoffs, and we wish him well in all of his recovery. But... Tonight, again, just stresses the importance of Linus Allmark and Jeremy Swayman to these Boston Bruins that having elite goaltending against teams that have such great offenses or relentless offenses like the Ottawa Senators certainly have, that's going to be huge going down the road in these last 12 games and in the playoffs where you know everybody has a prolific offense and everybody has at least good enough goaltending to get them to where they are in the postseason, so... Just count yourselves very lucky, Bruins fans, that we have two phenomenal guys and Allmark put up why he's a Vezina contender, if not a Vezina winner already tonight. Another thing I want to give credit to the Bruins for in this game, I've said it in the last two recap podcasts, is the lack of discipline. I would say aside from the too many men tonight, the Bruins really held their own on undisciplined penalties. Maybe tough to say Charlie Coyle holding with two, with what, just over two minutes left in the game. That's a rough one to take especially when you're only up one you kind of gave them an opportunity to tie that game I think you're lucky that the Bruins penalty kill is the number one unit in the entire league that they are so stout when they're down a man but you know what only three penalties committed tonight that's probably average it's probably all you want to be at this point shut out their they shut out their power play Ottawa they did a really good job that last penalty kill as I said Dmitry Orlov just an absolute clinic of getting the puck of clearing it of just keeping your defense safe, of keeping that puck out of high danger zones. Just really impressive. But you know what? Again, good on the Bruins. Lack of undisciplined penalties, lack of stupid penalties, and hopefully they can keep that going from there. Bruins come back Thursday, take on the Montreal Canadiens, who sit in pretty bad place in the Eastern Conference. 
Definitely not where they wanted to be. They've had some injuries of their own this year. I feel like their goaltending situation still has yet to be answered between Jake Allen, Sam Montembeau, whoever they want to throw in there. And I get it. It's tough. You know, I feel awful for Carey Price, who's been an elite goaltender for them for years and years and years and years and years. And since that Stanley Cup final that they were in, he hasn't really played much of any time, if at all. So I feel really bad for him. But I don't want to say I hope that the Canadians ever find a contingency plan or find their next Carey Price. <laughs> but, you know, the Canadians at least feel like they have a way forward. They've got some good young pieces. Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield. Um, the, but we'll see how they kind of play into this rivalry game on Thursday. We'll see how alive the rivalry really is on Tuesday or whether it'll just be a SmackDown. Not to say everything's going to be a SmackDown. I do give the Bruins a lot of confidence, but... Every game is its own day. One thing that Jim Montgomery said about the lack of focus and the lack of kind of staying in the moment the Bruins had had in that losing streak, you hope that they stay in the moment and they treat this still as a rivalry game despite the differential in the standings and they can truly just kick the crap out of Montreal. But again, we'll take every game day to day. We'll take it as we have it. They'll be back Thursday evening. And so will I. This has been the Bruins Post Game Recap brought to you by the fans for Sports Network and the Big Bad Bees Podcast Network. I'm Jake Reiser. I'll see you after Thursday's game.